Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes, a real play Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha Sam Brewster. Hi, everybody. George Gallagher as Chuck Blaine. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Tonight, I run the show. And Matt Zelish as Daniel Williams. You know what? I I all I, I really feel like we're all a little bit of a lore keeper right here in our hearts. You know, just keep it right there, people. Yeah, can I have my heart back, please? Uh, no, you can't. I said you could borrow it for one day. So, uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Very well. Pretty bad. Splendid. Anybody eating and drinking anything weird? I'm just doing water right now. Yeah, I'm just doing water. Dihydrogen monoxide. Agrino. With a little bit of lime, just for fun. Careful there, you wild, crazy person. Lime in the water, what's next? Coconut? Coconut in the water? No. Coconut Never. water, that's, that's crazy talk. Before we begin our story, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. The Broadway sensation is coming to your town soon. See Roll for a Sanity, the musical. It's the eons-old tale of life, love, and death, as told through the songs of a ghoul who can only speak dialogue in lyrical form. And what songs? Dance along to such memorable tunes as If I Only Had a Soul. If I had my soul and love and I might let you know just how much it hurts that I have to kill you now. And Down by the Cemetery Willow. Down by the Cemetery Willow, in the pale moonlight. Waiting for these stars to align so we can raise the dead. All Plus right. the smash toe tapper. You take the brains, I'll take the liver. You take the brains and I'll take your liver. Cause thinking about even the smash makes me quiver. Local engagements run exclusively during the full moon. Be sure to purchase tickets early at your nearest thicket master and bring plenty of plastic tarps to the performance to ward off splatter. Brought to you by Herbert West Productions. Herbert West, we reanimate. And we're back. Oh, geez, that dragged on forever. <laughs> I loved it. I love that product. I'm so happy they sponsored us. <laughs> That's how we pay the bills, I guys. I love right? insert sponsor here's products. Or services. So let's talk about the story so far. This is episode 13 of Chapter 2, Dark Angelus. This is actually part 5. Matt, can you tell us what happened in the last episode? Well... Last episode, we discovered a very interesting flyer for some very culty-like thing called the Church of Night, run by one Xander Lenoir. Daniel split off to City Hall to see if he could figure out if uh, that was Xander's real name, while the other two members went and scouted the exterior of the Church of Night, where they saw a very large dog consume a pigeon, for which many New Yorkers would be happy. And uh, while nothing came of that... Nothing really came out of Dan's investigation either, other than a little bit of information about the property the church currently sits on. And then they just decided what the heck and went over for the uh, little ceremony that was happening at midnight. Uh, Chuck and Sam decided to go in and Dan is going to sit on the exterior in the Chuck wagon for a quick escape. That's about the gist of it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. He's a trooper. Super trooper. I'm sorry you're a lot of maple syrup. Now we continue... Episode 13, Chapter 2, Dark Angelus. In 3D. In 3D! Now in stereoscopic. Now, last time I tried that, we killed several people, remember? Uh, not according to our lawyers, Matt. As Daniel awaits in the car at midnight, 
Sam and Chuck are mingling with a group of dark clothed individuals standing on the stoop of the Church of Night at 1161 West 27th Street. These people are sort of cloaked in darkness, but as the front door swings open and a figure intones, all those who would learn the secrets of the night enter. And he beckons people into the house. The gaggle of interesting people are sort of giggling a little bit and sort of shuffling nervously and they crush out cigarettes and then they shuffle forward into the blackness of the house. Sam and Chuck, what do you do? Well, should we head in? Probably. This would be a big waste of time if we don't. All right, let's go to the car. Line simulator. (laughs) We're called line enthusiasts. We go wait in line at places and then we leave. We love to queue it up. Cedar Point is the best. All right, let's hit in, boss. Okay. So you shuffle in behind this group of uh, interesting people. You are the last in the line, and the door is shut behind you, and it's pretty much completely dark inside. There are no lights. You hear somebody brush up against the wall and a sort of exclamation. Then you hear another person bump into another person. So, excuse me, but what are you doing? And then someone coughs, and then suddenly up ahead to the left, uh, you see a very dim light. And you see through the group of people, their, their shadows, that the guide who opened the uh, door initially and let you guys in is now opened another door at the long end of a hall into a dimly lit room. I wasn't aware this was a My Chemical Romance concert. The crowd in front of you shuffles nervously ahead. Let's go with the flow. Yo. I put my hand out and reach for Chuck's hand, try to find his hand. It's not my hand. Whose is it, Chuck? I don't want to be separated from him. Forward. The group shuffles into, and you can see as you bring it up the rear, as Chuck likes to do. Yep. There is a large parlor ahead, and you can see that there's a lacquered coffin on low brass legs, which serves as a coffee table. A coffin table. Upon which are assorted refreshments. Assorted freshmen? What kind of party is this? There are bookshelves along one wall, filled with giant tomes, leatherback books. There is stuffed animals around. There's like a stuffed snake, gigantic sort of uh, anaconda kind of thing. So we're like inside a claw game is what you're telling me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) There is a full-size King Tutankhamun sarcophagus leaning against one wall. It sort of appears to be staring at you. In the corner, there's a stuffed raven glaring from his perch. The room is lit by wall sconces, shaped like medieval gargoyles holding aloft flickering electric candles. The walls are all painted black, and they soak up what little illumination is coming from the sconces. As you enter, the doors softly shut behind you almost automatically. The gentleman who gave you entrance has now produced a silver tray, which he passes along to each of the guests. And you see clearly people digging into their wallets and putting $10 bills on the silver plate. Okay, I'm going to take all of the $10 bills on the plate when it gets to me. And you're going to say, for Jesus, as you stick the money in your... Yep, I am Jesus. So the tray soon comes to you. I reach in and put a $5 bill on. You earn a frown. Yay, we did it. The host taps the tray. I look at Chuck. Fine, whatever, I'll give you $10. You don't pay me, cheap ass. (laughs) (sighs) Turn my credit rating down to 39. There is a young lady 
who appears look like she's sort of uh, clean cut, all American looking, but but sort of dowdy. She leans over towards you. She says, "It's ten dollars each." Fine. We should really start charging people for this investigation stuff. I don't see a longevity here. Sam, you recognize her immediately. <gasps> Katie, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. Her name is Sarah Wider, and she is the heiress to a fortune in plastics manufacturing. You recognize her immediately from trade publications and sort of business papers and that sort of thing. But she is sort of like a dowdy kind of middle-aged person. Very strange that she would be showing up here. Ms. Wider? Is that is that your name? She blushes a little bit and she's like, yes, yes, but this is not the time. Okay, I'm sorry. You should be. Chuck, did you put the money on the tray? Yes. She sort of shuffles away from you, slightly embarrassed. Hey, isn't this, that Miss Narrower over there? <laughs> now All right, so it, I ruined, assume you anyway. produce the requisite entrance fee? Reluctantly. Yes. He had to drop his credit rating to 38. <laughs> as soon as the money is deposited onto the tray, the hooded figure takes the tray back and sets it up on a high shelf and then goes over to the Tutankhamun sarcophagus and raps on it dramatically. Oh, so he wasn't dropping some fat beats. That's what I was thinking. At this point, the front of the sarcophagus swings outward, revealing a concealed doorway to an adjoining room. And the cowled figure says, Enter ye now into the inner sanctum of the Church of Night. And then he turns and walks through the sarcophagus into a room beyond. What the hell? I don't know if Miss Wider's going to fit through that narrow gap. <laughs> The attendees grab some drinks from the coffin table, then wander into the antechamber beyond the sarcophagus. What would you like to do? I'm going to go check and see what they have for hors d'oeuvres and drinks. There's white and red wine. Uh, There does appear to be a a bottle of some middle row scotch, so nothing really too expensive. No food? No, there's no food, actually. Bastards. Okay, I'll grab a glass of wine and I'll pour Chuck a glass of scotch and offer it to Chuck. I guess I'll accept it. Do you drink it? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I do. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's it's a... Cabernet? A little on the watery side. Probably a Chianti of some sort. With some faba beans? They get it from the Italian restaurants in town. Oh, those Italians? They had it shipped in express from Yorba Linda? I'm not going to drink it, actually. Are you going to pretend to drink it? No, I'll just hold it. Swirl it around in the glass and throw it over your shoulder when no one's looking. Is there a like a potted plant somewhere nearby? <laughs> I was just thinking that. The rest of the folks appear to have gone through the entryway. Should we go in, sir? Should probably not call you sir here, but that's okay. It's better than ma'am, but anyway, yeah, let's go. Who's going first? I'll go in first. I'll watch her go in. Hey, eyes are up here, buddy. Probably to roll for gawking. As you uh, pass through, Sam... Uh-huh. You're sort of sipping your wine and, and getting ready to, to wander into the next antechamber when you notice the stuffed snake lick its lips. What the fudge crackers? Why don't you give me a sanity roll? Because he doesn't want to, Jeremy. First roll of the night. Don't screw it up, Brian. Too late. First roll of the night. Sanity roll. You failed your sanity roll. <laughs> yep, so you are you are shocked. So what happens is you take one sanity point. Okay. I have hella good psychoanalysis and psychology, which have literally never been used, so I could probably regain some of that sanity for you. And how does she make you feel? We just need to find a couch. Why do you hate your mother? <laughs> 
what happens is the snake licks its lips at you, and you are startled. You bump back into Chuck. He meet, promptly spills his drink, and you also spill your red wine all over your front of your dress. I'm very lucky that I wore a red dress today. <laughs> That's true. That is very lucky. The same shade of this wine. I leaned over to Chuck and whisper. Don't drink or eat anything here. I didn't. Trippin' balls. I need you to watch me because I did. Okay, walk in front of me. All right, I'm heading in. I set the glass down first on the coffin table. The uh, snake starts to move. Just walking through. Just ignoring and walking through. You uh, duck up underneath and uh, sort of rush through the sarcophagus opening. Chuck, what are you doing? Following her and definitely not staring. Yeah, that would be rude to stare at the snake, wouldn't it? Yeah. You guys both enter into the inner sanctum. Beyond, you see the rest of the folks sort of looking at you curiously as you enter in. Chuck's got a little bit of scotch spilled on his trousers. That's urine. Obviously, Sam has red wine just spilled all the way down. Sarah Wider does sort of rush up with a napkin, uh, tries to help Sam blot up a bit. She says there's some white wine on there, so it should come out. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No, no, it, it, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, know, I, know what it, I know what it's like to spill wine. Is that a euphemism? It's a euthanism. Is that euthanasia? <laughs> That's what the kids are calling it nowadays. Well, well now, now we just wait. We wait for... Xander. In the chamber proper, you can now see, Chuck, especially since you're not engaged in conversation yet, the chamber is decorated much the same as the parlor that you were in before. There's a uh, human skull inked with phrenological annotations. Ah, yes, phrenological annotations. You know what phrenology is, right? Yes, it's what people annotate. It's the pseudoscience of uh, being able to read characteristics about a person just by touching their head and feeling the indentations and things like that. That's not pseudoscience. That's that's like astrology. That shit is real. I am for real. It's much like uh, you can tell, you know, who might be a good present by the size of their tiny hands. Oh, too soon. There's also a tarantula under a glass, which you assume is stuffed, Chuck. In one corner, there is a five-foot-tall Easter Island sculpted head. There are... Swords, knives, and cast resin gargoyles mounted to dark wood-paneled walls. Statuettes and icons of demonic entities cluttering surface spaces. The windows are shuttered and completely obscured by heavy black velvet drapes. There are a few flickering low-watt bulbs set into wall sconces, which are crafted to appear as leering demons, with amber light spilling from their eyes and mouths. Ah, yes, leery demon. As if the glow of hell itself illumines the room. There's a large black draped altar covered in silvered sigils, zodiac signs, which dominate the far end of the room. Upon the altar reclines a very pretty and very naked woman. Your mom. Oh. Oh, snap. The rest of the people are sort of milling about. There's a gentleman who is actually chatting with the naked young woman. Is that gentleman me? You tell me. I would say we should just kind of sit back and observe. You're not going to ask her if she wants to go spill some wine later? Later. Not now. I think that's the best plan. I think we should just kind of sit back and not get caught up in anything and just try to take everything in. That's boring, though. Oh, then we should uh, pull out a gun and shoot everybody. (laughs) Sir. Sir, can I ask you a quick question before we uh, go any further? I suppose. Do you see the dancing hippos too? Did you see the snake in the last room? Yes, you did. Oh, yes, I did. I just wanted to clear that up before we go any further so George doesn't think I'm crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's my first thought is these guys have some connections at Disney for some really nice animatronics. No, I was thinking Chuck E. Cheese. I was thinking uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. I think we should eavesdrop on the conversation with the girl because she's the only person in the room we know of that is like sort of a, not an employee, but... She was there to begin with. Right. So so that's what Chuck is doing. What is Sam doing? Um, I'm going to just stick kind of close to uh, Sarah and see if uh, I can gleam any information from her. You'll both have to initiate it. Well, then I'm listening. You see a, a man in a fedora hat. Uh, you don't recognize him at all. He is asking the young lady, uh, so where is your mother? Does she know you're doing this? And the girl just sort of laughs and eats some grapes. Oh, is this a Greek drama? Oh, I do what I want now. My mom's back in Oklahoma. Where the wind goes sleeping down the plains. Well, I don't think your mother would approve of this sort of thing. But at the same time, Chuck, he appears to be pretty much leering at her body. Sam. Yes, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And she's drinking some white wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I can get another glass of wine? I spilt mine, obviously. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so rude. Uh, what was your name again? My name is Samantha. You can call me Sam. Hmm, where do I know you from? I don't I don't recognize you. You, you don't go among our circles, do you? No, this is our first time here. Oh, well, you are going to love it. Xander oh. is, he is quite the man. Zip, what can I expect? It's taken me a little while and, you know, many a donation to get this far. But, you know, now, now I'm able to come and go to the church every Friday night and learn his teachings. Zip, what, what sort of things do you learn? Well... It's it's sort of secret. I don't want to ruin any surprises okay. for you. Yeah, no, but, uh, you know, Xander is, uh, I will say, he's my personal guide to the midnight world of the occult. Sounds so exciting. Well, you know, I sort of graduated from tea leaf readings and tarot cards, and, you know, it's it's led me here. I think there's more to learn. Have you ever done, like, palm readings or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. I've done all that. I don't do it myself, but I participate in it, and I, I firmly believe You've in participated? it. You've participated? Yes. Of course. Have you? Have you had your palms read? Yes, I did one time. Were you painting a barn or something? Yeah, they were really red. Right, <laughs> right. Really red. A little soap and water, get that right out. Fire engine red, I'd say. Enjoy yourself here for a few minutes, and uh, feel free to mingle with the other people, and uh, Xander should be along soon. Do you mind introducing me to somebody? I'm a little shy. Well, sure. I just recognized you because you're so prominent. I just... Is that okay? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let me introduce you. She turns over to a uh, clean-cut gentleman who you instantaneously recognize as Clark Richards. He's the host of the immensely popular radio and television show, National Bandstand. Yes, yes, uh, oh, well, who is this lovely creature? Mr. Richards, my name is Samantha Brewster. It's a pleasure to meet you. Where, where do I know you from? Are you, have you been a contestant? I have not. I would love to. Is that something you could do? Uh, well, I don't really, you know, I try not to dabble too much. When I'm here, I like to not talk business too much. So okay. I don't, I don't, I don't try to do that. But No, uh, I understand. What, what, what brings you here? This is our first time. We're very curious. Zip. Curiosity killed the cat. That's true. Do we kill a cat? I already did. Were you not in on that? Well, that's that's for Xander to decide. We don't decide those things. How long have you been with the church? Oh, I've been with him uh, about a year or so. Okay. Yeah, so it took me a little doing to become one of the uh, upper elite. Very nice. But I finally made it. What would I have to do to rise to that position? Zip. Well, you have to put in the time, my, my young lady. Time and money 
And, you know, the ability to erase your past, you must surrender your personality. Is that something you're willing to do? Is that how you're able to do that game show over and over and over with no feeling? And he he sort of leans in and whispers in your ear, I wish that person were dead. What person? Clark Richards, host of the National Bandstand. I can't stand that jackass. You have to be him, don't you? Absolutely. But that's not why we're here, are we? We're here to be other people. That is true. Body snatchers. It was a pleasure meeting you. And you as well. Oh, have you have you met Davey? Dave Davies from NPR? I have not met him, but I would love to. No, no, it's uh, it's Davey Sam. Uh, Davey, come on over here a sec. And there's a, an African-American gentleman who comes on over. Hey, baby, what's up? And he's he's the uh, popular Las Vegas nightclub singer. Oh, yeah, that guy. Davey Samuels Jr. Not, say, not Sammy Davis Jr.? No, no, Davey Samuels Jr. You have Jr. to be careful of copyright infringement. You, you, you recognize him instantaneously because of the Las Vegas thing, but also because he's been reputed to have mob connections with backing his showbiz career. He also makes regular appearances on the Colgate Comedy Hour, What's My Line, The Ed Sullivan Show, and The Tonight Show with Jack Barr. Did you just Wikipedia 50s TV shows and just list them out there? <laughs> you got it, baby. <laughs> I can't believe how many people are here. This is fantastic. Well, hey, what's up there, baby? I'm a, li- I'm a little starstruck. What brings you here? Well, this is our first time. We're very curious to see see what this is all about. We need something different. Well, you stick with me, sweetheart. And he sort of wrapped his arm around your waist. Come on over here. Talk to this young lady. And he pulls you over towards the naked young lady on the altar. Feel free to tell him that that is a no-no square. <laughs> My no-no zone. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, darling. What was your name again? Sam? Samantha? Sam. You, you can call me Sam. Hmm, I like that. Short and sweet. I'm not short. Sam, why don't you meet this young, fine young lady here? Uh, what was your name, honey? It's Betty. Hi, Betty. Hello. Would you like a grape? Yeah, I'd love one. Starving. Have a grape. And she pops it straight in your mouth, like from 10 feet away. And David gives you a Heimlich. I said Heimlich. <laughs> oh. Betty, where can I get a glass of wine? I spilt mine all over the front of my dress. And she sort of nods over towards another coffin that's uh, been set up with some more drinks on it. Okay, Davey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab a drink. Yeah, yeah, don't be a stranger, kid. So, Chuck, you, you witnessed most of this? Yeah, I do. With your observation powers? Roll for observating. Observation powers unite. <laughs> and the fedora gentleman sort of walks away as Sam and Davey come in to monopolize the time of the naked young lady. I should probably get right up in there and make sure that they're not doing anything bad. Currently, uh, Davey's standing there by himself in front of the naked young lady, and uh, Sam has wandered off to get another drink. Well, with Sam being a little bit crazy, I should probably stick with her. Or is she within eyesight, at least? Before you can go, you feel an arm on your uh, shoulder. I would hope that's where my arm is. My God. You you hear a voice, uh, uh, Mr. Blaine? Is that you? Uh, who's asking? And you see it's the fedora guy. He's like, I'm Mitchell, Mitchell Arroyo. I'm with the FBI. We met uh, many years ago. Uh, okay. It was in passing. Maybe you don't remember. Uh, You were just turning in some uh, investigative work uh, that we had hired, the agency had hired you for. And I just remember the name and uh, I saw you back then. This must have been like seven, eight years ago, I think. Oh, man, I was three at the time. I thought you were trying to get into the FBI at one point. Uh, yeah. And then I realized that 
you all suck. Bureaucratic red tape. That that you're absolutely correct about for sure. Well, what have you been up to? I I understand that you uh, you do some investigative stuff. Do you have an office here in town? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the nicest office that anyone's ever had. Yeah, I think I heard through uh, Pipeline too that you were doing some uh, investigating into communist activities periodically to pay the bills. Sure, sure. You know that's uh, of the. Interest to me too right now seems to be quite the uh, scourge here in Hollywood. It is what it is. Maybe we could help each other out. You know, I could uh, really use some information from time to time. If I could collar a high-profile commie, that would really help me out. Yeah, as long as it's legit. Absolutely, I'm only interested in legit. I think that could be arranged. And you know, I'll uh, I could help you all with some inside information from time to time too. What do you have on this place? Actually, this is uh, pretty much my hobby. I just, I really like the excitement. I don't believe even half of it some of the time, but it's just kind of fun. Plus, t- take a look around. You know, this is the upper crust here. You got Davy Samuels Jr. over there. You got uh, Clark Richards over there. Donna Hurley. This is some good stuff here. Plus, we have naked women. Uh, it's one. It's naked Like woman. every Friday. And she just sits there and eats grapes and talks with her Midwestern accent? Well, if you can get past that, you know, I don't even really, you know, hear what she's saying half the time. Yeah, she. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the 50s or 30s or 20s, whatever we decide. Sam and Chuck, why don't you each give me... $20. Let's go with history. Okay, good luck with that. All right, so your your history rolls failed, so we'll just we'll proceed along. All right, Sam, push the roll. No, no, you get, don't push the roll if you don't have to. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> that pretty much sums up your conversation with Mitchell Arroyo, FBI agent. Sam, you pour yourself another drink. What else do you do? I'm going to walk over and touch base with Chuck. Which base? Home base? I think this is just a club to let people who have to be in the public eye drop that persona and be somebody else. I suppose it could be harmless. Well, I don't know about harmless yet. It's definitely a different type of club. I don't know I don't know if you'd consider it a church, but again, we haven't seen Xander yet. Yeah, let's see how preachy he gets when he gets out here. Yeah. And if you if you uh, bump into anybody, just uh, ask them how long they've been at the church or stuff like that. See what they see. See if you can get anything willingly out of them. Willingly, huh? Yeah, That's interesting. And who knows? Someone might know Brophy. Maybe he came here. Yeah. How did we get to this point anyway with this church? <laughs> who are we? Fire <laughs> on a bus I told you not to drink it. God damn it. <laughs> But is there no was there no connection to Stan? No, okay, it was the chick no, it was he was just with. A flyer on a bus and that was the connection to her, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't there? Wasn't he involved with that like actress or something? And she was involved. The whole with the thing, church? the red herring, correct? Yeah, the one with the dogs, right? Not the birds. What about the birds and the bees? Uh, the coconut trees. Uh-huh. All right, what's your plan of action? Well, do you want to find a spot and and sit a little bit and wait for the festivities to begin? Yes, let's sit. Roll for sitting. Because sitting and waiting has worked out so great. <laughs> I've done a lot of talking. I'm going to There's sit more people wire. here. There's more people here you haven't met. Well, let's just kind of wander and eavesdrop, I guess. See okay. If pick up hey, Chuck, I'm going to sit and see if anybody approaches me. Oh, you think Why don't you girl people will approach with Betty and see if she's uh, heard of Brophy at all? Roll for sitting. Okay. I already did. I was great at it. <laughs> Sam has to roll for sitting since she's the one doing it. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Shitting. See, this is a life hack I just found is if you make the number higher than 100, then you always pass. Hashtag life hacks. All right. So Sam is sitting down, sipping her wine, trying to catch the eye of any particular person. There is a couple gentlemen you haven't met yet. 
I'm scanning uh, the room to see a if couple, I make any eye contact. ladies as well. There is a raven-haired, young, <gasps> beautiful woman. I have raven hair. You do? No, there's know. ravens in my hair. Stop sort of looking like, in the mirror, damn it. Who, 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 she's, uh, she's sort of standing over by the tarantula under a glass, sort of caressing the, the glass casing Ooh. and just locking eyes with you across the room. I raise my glass up to her and nod. She raises her glass and takes a takes sip. A sip. And then sort of languidly uh, walks toward you. I get up and walk away. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hide behind the couch. <laughs> I need uh, I stand up and say, hello, my name's Samantha. What's your name? I'm Donna. I, we haven't met, have we? No, I have, uh, this is my first time. I'm a little nervous. It, and she sort of puts out her hand for you to kiss, kiss maybe. Lick. Or at least Sensually. take. You tell me what you do. I, I shake her hand, and it's a pleasure to meet you. I don't need to put ten bucks in there, do I? <laughs> <laughs> and she she looks you up and down, sort of. I lick you up and up, down, appraisingly, and and says, uh, "Well, it's very nice to meet you too." And I'm sure the Dark Master will appreciate you. You think I'll be able to so meet him? I'm sure you will, but just so you know, he's mine now. And just so you know, she's a lesbian, so it's not a problem. So You're in the car. Stuff. Shut it. Matt's just bored. We were recording for 45 minutes. He hasn't done it. Hold on. I'm going to be Matt real quick. Zip. And, and uh, so she she looks at you appraisingly up and down and you know, basically gives you a little bit of a, some, some sort of cold shoulder vibes a little bit. You know, she says, uh, just watch your step. And she clinks your glass and then immediately turns and walks away. Interesting. I break my glass and jam it in the back of her spine. <laughs> And then I suck Thanks the fluid from her spinal cord. Game over. <laughs> I sit back down a little miffed. And she, she clearly goes back to her post at the uh, tarantula and sort of gives it a, a caress and then walks over to Betty, takes her face in one hand and plants a big kiss. And then they both look over at you. I raise my glass and take a sip. And Davy Samuels goes, whoo, dang. <laughs> And he slaps a, another guy on the, on the back, uh, <laughs> a, a sort of like nebbishy kind of guy who's wearing glasses and tie. A tie? <laughs> Chuck, what were you doing? I was going to talk to Betty, Betsy. Betty. Betty. So so you, you witnessed all of this just as you were about to try to make small talk with Betty. Ah, yes, of course. You, these two women uh, kiss and then look towards Sam. Who appears to be blushing slightly. No, that's the wine on my dress. So I'm going to Betty. Betty? Betsy. Bet but Betty Beatrice. Betty White, George. It's Betty White. Beatrice. So Beatrice. And, and she sort of been... she sort of looks up at you like very disinterested. Well, how long have you been around here? I've been here for eons. Why are you sitting in the middle of the room naked? Why not? It's what I choose to do when I'm not uh Otherwise engaged. Are you a member of the church or a superior or? I just do whatever the dark master wants me to do. And what does he usually want you to do? Right now, engage in small talk with small men. We expect him to appear. Oh, don't rush the master. He'll be here when he's here. But like, when will that be? Any hour now. Oh, my God. That's it. You're not helpful. It's George's worst nightmare. Small talk role playing. <laughs> I don't even do this in real life. Oh. And she languidly looks away from you and back towards Davy Samuels, who has kind of given you the eye. Although he does have, like, one lazy eye. <laughs> so he's giving you all the eyes. 
and then slowly <laughs> edges away and uh, turns back to Sam. But the the spectacle guy comes up to you and immediately shoves out his hand. Hi, I'm Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Well, what are you doing here? It's, uh, you're, you're, you're very interesting. I haven't seen you here before. I find myself to be very non-interesting, and so do most <laughs> other people. Well, that's, I, that's what I thought, too, until I joined the Church of Knights. Isn't it Church of Night? I think the Church of Knights meets in the castle down the street. <laughs> the Church of Knights. <laughs> They're saying me. Me. Uh, yeah, hey. I, I, find, I find all this very fascinating, don't you? I don't know. I haven't. I've just been sitting here at freaking well, cocktail hour waiting for that guy for an hour. Books are weird, and you know these people are weird, and people it's, are uh, weird everywhere. It's different from my everyday job, that's for sure. What's your everyday job? I work at the uh, aerospace engineering. Uh, we do some uh, rocket fuel research. And am I supposed to care, or I, I guess not? But uh, I assumed you were here, so you were interested in the occult. I'm interested in just knowing what the hell is going on. And yet here we are at cocktail mm-hmm. hour. Aren't we all looking for answers? I mean, that's literally what I paid to do. Although we really don't make much money for somehow being a company. <laughs> should look into that. Well, you know, sir, I, I would have never have said this before, but uh, you're kind of a bore. Yeah. So <laughs> I hear that quite a lot myself, on. but uh, I, I think I'm starting to understand that. All right, good. See you later. The nebbishy rocket science guy. Patrick Carson moves away, and now Chuck is basically standing all by his lonesome at the altar. Betty is trying her best to ignore him, and Sam is trying to ward off the advances of Davy Samuels Jr. And suddenly there is a flash and a puff of white smoke behind the altar. Sam and Chuck, please roll a 100-sided dice. It's a flash. Roll for savior of the universe. 46 and 36, okay. So both of you see a bald gentleman in grand silver and sable ceremonial robes, and he sort of makes a dramatic appearance. And both of you notice a very small door swinging silently shut in the base of the altar as the smoke clears. (laughs) He is clutching a black lacquered wooden staff with the head of Anubis, Egyptian god of death. And he says, friends, seekers of mysteries beyond the veil of night, gather around as we summon the forces of darkness. And people start to come towards the altar and stand in a semicircle. What do you do? I get up. I'm going to walk over to the back of the group and kind of peer over shoulders. Agreed. He strikes a magnificent pose as Betty turns her body to look at him. And so, of course, now you can see her butt. He rises up his uh, staff and says, Hail, powers of night. And everybody else in the party repeats it. Hail, powers of night. Do you chant along? I look over at Chuck. We're good. I'm not chanting. I'm all right. Suddenly, you hear a loud gong. Insert sound effect here. Xander Luarn raises his staff again, and he says, We summon thee, Lilith and Set, Loki and Dracula, and all those who haunt the dark. Join us now as we praise you, so that our desires upon this earthly sphere may come to pass. Come forth and join with us now. And then the group says, Hail, powers of night! guess where we'll call it so what do you guys think so far i think it's getting pretty interesting i think this car smells funny (laughs) it's because you're in it Uh, (laughs) right sorry any theories or anything i think he's a performer i think he's just 
getting money. It's some sort of tax-exempt moneymaker. Scamarama. And we have a new segment, our usual segment, Recommendos of the Week. I'm going to start things off with my recommendation for a movie. And I saw with Brian, actually, uh, a movie called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. And it's a Netflix movie. It's extremely creepy, although kind of slow-paced. But it's uh, directed by the son of Anthony Perkins. And so it's kind of an interesting thing. And there's a little scene, a snippet of a character watching a TV show which features Anthony Perkins in it. So there's some, some nice little callbacks there. It's a really good movie. It's super creepy. It's not a, it's not a um, feel-good movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's well worth seeking out. I'd recommend seeing that. If, if you like scary movies that take their time, build character, and just sort of creep you out, it's kind of like a, a poem in movie format. So I'd recommend that. How yeah, about you, almost, almost a one-woman show, I'd say. For that. Yeah. yeah she it's... pulled it off. Although Bob Balaban's in it. Not a lot, but yeah. Yeah, but he it's something interesting. Um, I just learned today, actually, Bob Balaban, who is a regular performer in the Christopher Guest movies, so Best in Show, A Mighty uh, Wind, those types of things. He also directed a movie back in the 90s. Do you, do you know what that movie might be? Fright Night. Parents. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. So he directed Parents, which I haven't seen in decades. And it's a sort of a black comedy, sort of a horror movie, but comedy more. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had no idea that he directed that, which is really fascinating. That just sparked a memory. I know we're going to go off on a movie tangent, so I'm just going to say this one thing, and then I'll do my recommendation because <laughs> we could go for hours. That's just sparked a memory in my head to watch Society again. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And a Blu-ray just came out of that okay. special okay. edition. I yeah, so it. I've been meaning to see it, too. It's supposed yeah. to be, you know, look See if I can good. rent the HD copy. Yeah. Anyway, mine's and a movie as well, my recommendation. I just took uh, my daughter to see Moana, the new Disney movie. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Being a father of a young woman, it's it's neat to see a female character that doesn't need anybody else to accomplish something. It's it was very empowering for her and for me. Cool. So, highly recommend it. Take your whole family. It's a great movie. Georgie, this is Rav Power Power Block from Amazon that I got almost seventeen thousand dollars, and it was like twenty dollars, and it's like Jeez. three or four full charges of my phone. It has a little stupid flashlight that I don't use, but anyway. Uh, it's been oh, good so good far. That's cool. I, like that. I often use. Uh, we we just had a power outage last night. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I had I had resorted to my phone used because it, it has a nice flashlight on the back of it. It would have been nice to have a power brick. I would never never thought about that. That'd make a better flashlight. Last a lot longer. How about you, Maddie? This week, I'm going to continue on a roll from our theme from last week and recommend another great tycoon game. If you are a fan of Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, you'll enjoy Planet Coaster, which I recommended last week. But if you're more of a fan of the first two Roller Coaster Tycoon games, you're going to want to check out a game called Parkitect, which is the same upgrade. It's very much an upgrade of the Roller Coaster Tycoon formula, but it still has the uh, isometric view that so many people fell in love with back then. Very cool. Cool. All right. All right. So that's our recommendations for this week. That's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Feel free to send comments to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com and on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. You can find my fiction on Amazon. Just search for Jeremy E. Johnson or Sheila Helsing Demon Huntress. I'm also on Twitter 
Twitter at Boomstick Brew. And for Dan's ultimate guide to carpool karaoke, you can follow me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. You can find me on Twitter at, at Sam underscore Brewster 2, the number, not T O O. I broke my internet, so. He dropped no the internet idea. box. There's no more internet. That's right. Careful with that. Be careful. I didn't drop it. She does. God damn it. All right. That's going to do it for now. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks. Bye. Good night. Bye. I might not be here because I might not do anything. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Thank you.